0: Love, talk, radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the dot britsnet.com preview podcast. Back post Las Vegas for me as uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby prep season, 10 point races wind down. Uh, the Lewis at Santa Anita on tap this weekend. Uh, we're also going to touch on the older male division. Uh, Handicap Division, Grade 1 action kicks off, Don Handicap, Gulfstream Park on Saturday, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention undefeated champion Breeders' Cup multiple Grade 1 winner Songbird making her 3-year-old debut, not pointed toward the Derby, not nominated to the Triple Crown, but will be a big name running Kentucky Derby Week just the same, assuming she uh, hits all her marks and makes it to the Kentucky Oaks on May 6th. And in order to help us navigate these races, find some winners, find some value. From predictaform.com is Danny Zucker. Danny, how you doing? What do you say,
1: Ed? Can you hear me all right? Can you hear you great? Real good. I'm in the Big Apple. Oh. Nice. I figured you
0: must not yeah. be in Washington given the time you texted me this morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and not in the Bay Area for the game this weekend.
0: So you're leaving New York for the Super Bowl sometime this weekend? no no
1: i'm in i'm in I'm in New York for a week or two, and uh, no, i I didn't go to the game Our team Seattle's been there the last couple of years, and so the game doesn't quite have as much gotcha uh, impact impact for me all right well, are you going to aqueduct at least uh, no 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 um the 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 winter the inner dirt at aqueduct. Is um, is is like one of my favorite services to play, but it's not one of my favorite places to be. If you know what I mean?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I dig. Uh, yeah, always yeah. nice to play a track like that from the the comfort of your home, for sure. But, but I, I, uh, I, will, well, I will
1: tell you, I will tell you, Ed. The the uh, you know the the Jamaicans are legendary railbirds down there, and um, I mean the jockeys at Aqueduct get such such verbal abuse from them it's great and they're such smart guys they never miss a thing they've been going for years so when jockeys return to uh you know return the horses after the race if they have ridden a bad race they really hear it and and very accurately so that that's by itself is the price is worth the price of admission
0: yeah absolutely uh, a legendary railbirds as you said no no doubt and uh you know I've had the fortune of being at a wide variety of of tracks on the the class spectrum, you know Saratoga, Keeneland at the top, but you know plenty of others not quite at that level. Uh, Inter Aqueduct would qualify, but and I would dare say though, of all of those, uh, there there really is nothing like that that scene at Aqueduct. Those those jockeys walk a gauntlet for sure. <laughs> no
1: doubt, no doubt.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but. Uh, better racing uh, ahead this weekend uh, on the coast. Uh, We have the Lewis for Derby Hopefuls on Saturday at Santa Anita and the Don, uh, which features uh, some former Derby runners uh, and some other known names on Saturday at Gulfstream. Uh, We'll touch on both. Uh, But before we get into those two races, we won't spend much time, but as I said at the top of the show, be remiss if we didn't mention Songbird back in action and uh, You know, I'd I'd say she's a 90% favorite to win that race. What line would you give her?
1: Well, considering that her uh, last final was 78 and the closest final to that was 71, 72, um, you know, she, at least, and I'm the first one to buck back in a chalk like this, just forget about it, but... She's got Everly moving forward. Figures from a seventy, seventy-two, seventy-three, seventy-eight. I would expect she's going to regress to seventy-five and win by six lengths. That's kind of where I would stand with her. And one of the reasons it's not worth spending a lot of time. Just looks like the rest of the field um, is not not fast enough. Uh, you know, not at all. Um, so that's why we're skipping the race. Right. All right. Well
0: fun to watch this the same and her race is after yeah. the Lewis so uh multi race mm-hmm. players might find an opportunity if uh you know there's a good double will pay or something.
1: Uh the, yeah. the Lewis uh what do we got here? Six? And I would I would I would make one comment, Ed. Just that in a race like this, where the um the one to five shot is a favorite and probably will draw away that it It leaves some flexibility, and we're taking a shot for second, um, because I don't expect that a horse, uh, that whoever's laying second is going to be able to, you know, I think that horse will get passed, and I think a couple horses coming out of the Breeders' breeders Cup Juvenile and Grade 1s are probably going to get overbet, and they're also suspect, so... Um, at this level, I don't need to see a grade one winner or a grade one race in a horse. I just need to see a couple of decent performances, even if they're maidens. So, uh, I would suspect that we're going to see a, possibly a big, bigger long shot for second here than maybe people are thinking.
0: All right. Well, watch the will pays, uh, whether it's, uh, the doubles mm-hmm. or exactives, uh, definitely some opportunity and, uh, some opportunity, I think, in the Lewis, uh, seven horses. I tried to beat more spirit uh, last time, and uh, t- to be honest, I'm going to try to do it again. Uh, just think he's going to be overbet relative to the the raw talent, which I don't doubt is there. But four to five mm-hmm. uh, against this group, to me, is a little light. Uh, we'll start uh, on the inside, his stablemate, Let's Meet in Rio, uh, for Bob Baffert. Uh, another horse, he's six to one on the line. I think he'll be better more than that. Judmont Baffert, just too many names. Right. Uh, he was sort of the horse people liked out of the sham. Uh, Baffer trained the winner of that as well, and people were saying, oh, we'd like the runner-up better. To me, he's slower than a few of these, and I'm not too keen on Lynch meeting mm-hmm. meet Rio, do you think?
1: I, I, I'm, I would agree with you, and I'm also not keen on this pattern of what looks to be regression. Um, off a lifetime top at Los Al. So the the, the couple of figures that he's got at Santa Anita on the dirt at six and eight or sixty eights. So I would expect that he's going to need to improve like seven points. And there's not a lot that says that let me, let's meet Rio can do that. When you have a lifetime top at Los Al, that's that much faster than all your other races. I would suspect he's going to run back to closer to his number. Um, so he would be definitely a pass for us
0: All right and we uh we know well your your Los Al version from last year and mm-hmm. and mr. Z and some others uh to his outside and another horse who actually did run at Los Salle, uh, albeit his maiden back in september uh returned mm-hmm. uh, as a three year old and won his uh first level allowance, two bullet workouts uh well three workouts since that race, two of them bullets. Hollendorfer, who will have Songbird in the next race. Uh, I will score, I'm I'm really interested in. uh, 96 speed rating last out uh, would win this race. He has a half-brother who's run around two turns, so I'm not worried about this distance in particular. And you're getting two, three times the price on the favorite. Uh, Mm -hmm. I
1: will score interests me a lot. What do you think? Well, I mean, just looking at I will scores, so he ran a 77 negative pattern at low south first out. And so that's a pretty big number. Comes back and runs a 77 with a 94 furlong figure, runs a new pace top. His two furlong figure is 97. And he is super, super fast. And in a race like this, even though he is stretching around, stretching out to two turns, um, I see his speed is uh, very unique in this situation. I mean, he's going to be out on the lead and that new pace top. It, we like horses like this that have a new pace top that are stretching out. I think sometimes the public sees a stretch out as being a real negative. I think, you know, with a new pace top, it shows and usually says that a horse can carry at speed. So if he runs ninety-seven, ninety as a four furlong figure for four furlongs, he doesn't need to do that here. Um, I think he's got a. I think he's got an edge from where he's going to be starting. Um, and I do like Mike Smith as a big time jock, so he would be our top pick. I will score.
0: All right, I like it. And I, I think uh I think we'll get five to two. I mean I think more spirit is mm-hmm. really gonna take money and there's no concern on that. Uh, and I think this horse uh-huh. will take money and uh unrightfully so, uh you know, between dress, or Let's Meet in Rio and Dresden Hermes at six to one each, uh, I think both of them might be lower than that, which would help the price on I will score. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to say convinced. He can prove me wrong. I just don't see how this is a a Derby horse, a dirt horse. Just seems like turf is absolutely the way to go for this one. He's missed mm-hmm. some projected starts already. Uh, you know they're giving it a try, which I appreciate, but ultimately I don't think they'll be successful. And again, I think he'll be over Pat. Uh Not a lot of interest in Dresden Hermes at six to one.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. I yep. No, I would. Agree, I would agree with you. From a figure perspective, he's got one race on dirt. He ran 64, which is nothing. Um, you know, he he improved 11 points off his last race on turf, which is just a monster forward move. Um, and he's going to need to repeat that number on dirt. I think there's more of a likelihood he's going to regress on dirt, having shown only one race with a subpar performance. I do hope he draws some money. He, You know, he's got a, um, you know, like two and a half months layoff, which I'm not crazy about as well, which would lead, lead us more towards a pass on Dresden Herbs.
0: All right, uh, one of the longer prices on the board uh, to his outside. Uh, I'm guessing it's low band, but I guess it, it might be low band. We'll um, let whoever's announcing it's in Anita uh, hopefully say it better than I did. Uh, but Tyler Bates gets the mount third in the sham. Uh, yeah, he's a longer price. Uh, th- four-wide, turning for home. I mean, I guess you could say that was an excuse. Uh, Uh I'm really just not over the top on this one who hasn't run a 90 yet on Briss. Uh, To me, if you were looking at a bomber to to fill in underneath, uh, at that point, I would say I guess he's better than, you know, a horse who might be over bet that you don't like, like uh, Let's Meet in Rio or Dresden Hermes. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not too excited in the win column. What do you think?
1: Yep, again, uh, a horse with a lifetime top, double top at Los Al of 71, regresses to 68, which is the same final figure that lets meet and Rio ran um, on dirt. The same. Yeah, so, you know, he, he's got the same number that lets meet and Rio ran the two times he ran at Santa Anita, and they, there's nothing in there to get me too excited. I, I want to see decent numbers at Santa Anita or a similar track. I'm I'm not going to you know we're not going to hop on board a low-sal final figure and I think when we talk to talk about more spirit we'll see another example of a horse likely to be overbet because his figures are being evaluated in tracks other than the ones that he's running at today.
0: Uh great point I, I would agree and uh let's see who is next uh it is more spirit the 8 to 5 favorite mm-hmm. on the line uh I don't see how he's 8 to 5 uh Mm-hmm. I saw some tweets about uh, some European books, uh, already had him at odds on uh, the day before. Right. Uh, even money, I think, is, is the is the ceiling for this one, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is odds on. He does come from the mm-hmm. low-south futurity with 7 to 10 there. I tried to fade him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to beat him again. I just think he's going to be too short a price, and he's only just mm-hmm. as fast on the brisnet scale as I will score uh, you sort of tipped your hand as well,
1: but what are you thinking with more spirit? Well, we do, we do know about that low set and the low south stretch that it is really long, and contrary to what logic tells you in, at a quarter horse track, horses are able to make up ground because the stretch is, is a full quarter mile, and you really don't need to use your horse until you reach the turn, right? And it's rare that that's the case. You don't need momentum like you would in at Belmont or, or another big track like that. So um, again, I'm not a big fan, huge fan of horses coming over from Los Al. The fact that he ran in a Grade Two and Grade One as a two-year-old, it doesn't matter to me because horses coming three now can come from a maiden and they can win Grade Ones. We know that happens. That's what happens with the Triple Crown. That's why people are paying six hundred and fifty thousand, a hundred, you know, a million dollars plus for these kinds of horses. Taking a deeper look at More Spirit's figures, uh, his, you know, it's a lifetime he's ran, 73, 72, 73, 73 and a half. consistently fast. Uh, he's run at three different tracks. His two Santa Anita performances are in the low 70s. He's off a soft pattern, which indicates maybe he wasn't used fully. He does look like he performs better. If you look at his figures, it, the two races that, you know, he's won – have both been from a figure perspective. He's ran a slow four-figure four furlong figure and a much better final figure. So he's one of the few horses whose final figure is faster than his four furlong figure in this field, which is going to give him an advantage, um, you know, a, a, as compared to I will score, for example. At, at, I will score ninety-one at six at four furlongs and seventy-seven for six furlongs, whereas. More Spirit ran 67 for four furlongs, 64 for six furlongs, and 73 and a half, 74 for eight and a half furlongs. So you could see this horse's acceleration is between, uh, you know, like the last quarter of the race. I'm not sure that Santanita is going to be the place for that kind of performance. And I think he's going to get over uh, uh, you know, he's got Gary on him. I think it's Gary at Baffert. And that combination is going to push this horse down. We have him as a breakout candidate, which means he you know, obviously he could break out, but the, the real devalue with more spirit is the morning line odds of, of eight to five. And if you're telling me he's going to be going off at shorter than that, he would be an absolute pass for us on top.
0: All right. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Uh certainly been wrong before, but that's uh, my sense, Absolutely. Uh, to his outside, Path of David, 8-1 to one on the morning line. I think this is one of the ones that actually might end up being a little longer, uh, just because uh, it appears some others I think will be shorter. Uh, but another turf to dirt as well. And the, the two dirt efforts, albeit early in the, his two-year-old year, uh, beating a combined 18-and-a-quarter length, and he's 2-for-4, including his last two in a row, uh, on the turf certainly understand wanting to to give dirt another try uh but in a sh- you know short compact field a horse who hasn't shown a lot of speed early I just worry he'll be left too much to do and on the win end uh he's a tough back for me
1: and and for us we would look at him as a tough back because of his inconsistency um you know he's got two slow races on dirt but beyond that, his last two races have been 74.5, and then last race was 69.8, so it was a five-point regression. His lifetime top is 74 on turf. I think they are faster horses in here. they are horses that probably have more value given their morning line odds. I, I, I would not – we're not a buyer of Path of David.
0: No. Uh, all right, we're in agreement there. Uh, that brings us to the last of seven, and uh, I would say of yeah. uh, the ones we haven't discussed, uh, I'm interested in Uncle, uh, Uncle Lino, Uncle Lino. Lino. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another who's stretching out here, but by Uncle Mo, his last race uh, fast enough to absolutely be competitive here. Uh, you know, 5-1, to one, I would say, is what I would want at least. Uh if he was a neck behind, I will score, who is our pick. Uh, and uh, he only carries the same weight, so no big change there. But uh, you know, if you see that entry level allowance is a is a key key race, uh, certainly why not this horse at five to one? Mm-hmm. I will score on top, but this is the one I'm going to use the most after that one.
1: How about you? Yeah, not surpri- not surprising that we have we have <clears throat> uh, Uncle Lino as our second as our, you know, really he's our third value play, but in terms of value, he he is second, which is interesting because more spirit is our second um, value pick, but not one we would necessarily back. So you have to go to the value plays and, and sort them out. But I think that um, Uncle Lino would be, uh, if, if he, you know, he's off the double top though. That, so that's, that's concerning for us, Ed, because he's off, a a double top and really back-to-back double top. So two races in in a row, he improved significantly. So he ran lifetime 75 first out, four furlong 68. Then he ran 79, 73. So he improved four points on the four furlong, five points on the final. Then from there he ran 77. So he improved five more points on the final and eight points on the four furlong. So that, That back-to-back double tops, you know, a double top is a negative batter, and he came back and ran another good race off a double top. I think he's more likely to regress um, and not, you know, digging deeper a little bit more. I think maybe more spirit would be our second choice behind um, I will score, and then Uncle Lino would be maybe third. For us, though, uh, there's definitely a strong lean towards – I will score that new pace stop shows it up for us. New pay stop stretching out is a really positive sign. Kerry used to like that a lot. And I would imagine that people hopefully will see that six and a half to eight and a half for longs and be a little concerned about whether the horse can get the distance and maybe get us five to two or three to one.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's in play for sure. And, uh, certainly where I'll be in terms of, uh, code action, uh, my, see what the, the devil will pays or paying the, the songbird with a horse like uncle Leo uh, this way. If he wins, you, you know, instead of getting $12, you get 16. Uh, but we'll see. I think, I think I will score is definitely the value uh, as we've discussed. Uh, any other thoughts on the Lewis before we move on? Nope. That's it. All right. Uh well, off to the East Coast, and uh, actually, the surprisingly, you know, you think these races on the West Coast, but I think the Lewis will go off before the Don, which is the last of 13 races at Gulfstream, and uh, getting a little short on time, so I, I guess we won't go through all eight horse by horse. Uh, I'll let you lead the discussion. Some familiar names, though. Uh-huh. Uh, Keen Ice, of course, uh, most prominent of those, beat American Pharoah and the Travers, uh, ran behind him, in uh, four other races, but uh, a very known name that is likely to take money. But uh, at Gulfstream Park, uh, those closing types, uh, not always uh, the best. Uh Mom and 8th helps a little bit. Uh, and the outside posts haven't been great at uh, a route either. Uh, eight Posts 8 and beyond, only 6% winners. And granted, Key Nights is in the six, but still, outside, just something to consider is the favorite given the profile uh, what
1: were your thoughts going into this race? Well, you know, let's start with Keen Ice for, for a minute. And um if you take a look at Keen Ice, he's won two thirteen starts. And he's never the he hasn't been the favorite in his last ten outs. So he's gonna be the favorite and he gets hobby up on him. His figures say that he is obviously competitive in here. I friggin' hate his running style. I really do. I mean he can he can pull it off in Saratoga where the graveyard of favorites and he can beat American Faro is a once in a lifetime thing here. But beyond that, the the move to Javi is the most interesting thing about keen Ice, because if you're betting them purely off his figures, he's no better or worse than a whole bunch in a whole bunch in here. I mean he's got you no know, he hasn't he's run uh he ran a seventy nine when he beat American Faro, then he ran a seventy eighty at Breeders Cup, he regressed to seventy eight point six at Churchill. He shortens up again back to 9 for a So I don't know. I mean, Javi is a great rider. He could make he could change the dynamic of this horse. He could put the horse on the lead and who knows what, but um looking at the figures by itself, there's other in here that ha- that have as good a chance to win with better odds.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'd say that's a fair assessment, and uh, for me, that horse uh, is valid. Uh, Nick Juarez, Mm -hmm. (laughs) winless in six starts uh, at the Gulfstream meet, so not uh, the flashiest jockey around, but uh, this one does get in at 117, almost hung on in the house, hope, does have uh, a win, uh, at a mile and an eighth on the dirt I know a lot of people sort of think of Al as, as a miler and some of his best work has certainly been at that type of trip uh, but he can carry his speed and in and that Island at a mile and an eighth with Juarez up uh, he actually laid off the pace early uh, and then went on with it and I think that's the type of trip he's capable of here and he maybe runs away from the plotters like Keen Ice uh, it's a knockout, Mexicoma uh, I just worry about how forwardly they placed they're going to be on this type of surface, and six to one on ballot speaks my language. So that's my pick on top. of the pride how about you?
1: Well, from our figures, we have ballot on top as our top contender in this race. Diving into the figures a little bit more, you know, Made from Lucky ran, went 73, 78, so there's likely regression there. And we're just talking about on top. Uh, Mishmash or Mishwash ran 79 after running a 70 prior, so that's gonna be regression. I think Ballard's got a good chance to remain the same at seventy eight and a half or seventy nine. I thought Nexar Coma ran a very good race. He ran seventy eight point six, but his four, four furlong figure was seventy-four. So he's remained consistent. He's got a nice dirt spread of four and a half points again. That's the final figure minus the four furlong figure. So he could be competitive. We talked about keenice I think it's a knockout is a tad too slow. And And you can't discount financial modeling only because, Chad, you know, the thing about Chad is he gets horses ready and his horses can make a big step up. Now, albeit this horse has gone up 10 points over three races, but I wouldn't be surprised to see even more forward progression. It's a, it is a great betting race. The Don is. And, um, you know, probably we would lean towards just looking at the value plays that would be valid. um, Mexicoma, um and then it's a knockout financial modeling. But Valid play valid looks to have the edge. Yeah, and with uh
0: speaking on the the birth net scale, valid's last two numbers, uh one hundred eight and one hundred six, uh no one else close to those uh on a back to back basis, which some might say, Well, can he do that three times in a row? And it's a fair question if he were the favorite, but uh six to one I I'll take the number power for sure. So uh, hopefully, you know I'd take five to one or higher. I'm I'm definitely going to be
1: jumping in. Uh,
0: any other spot plays or anything? Grab grab your eye on the weekend racing yet?
1: No, no, no. We're 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 really focused on these couple races. Um, you know, pace figures are now 20 bucks for the day for every race, every track. So <clears throat> it's not doesn't take a lot of money to get the pace figures and go through the value plays and find out the separators where the horses seem to have a, an edge over the others. For example, you have a top contender and everybody else is too slow or average. You might want to take a, a deeper look at that, but um, those are our picks for, or our leans, I guess, for the weekend. Well, the wildcat red is running again. Um, and he's burned so much of my money that he's probably not somebody I would have to bet. Yeah, he is. uh
0: was at the, the, fifth race, the Hooper, and I actually like uh, a price in there a little bit. Grand Shores uh, ran uh, his his run. uh, He he ran behind Valid and Mishwa in the last bout. Uh, So to me, it's like, well, my pick in the Don, six to one, here you have a horse at the same one turn mile in the Hooper earlier on the card, 12 to one. uh, I'll I'll take a shot with Mm -hmm. him. So those who want to see what they can make happen early on the day, Grand Shores and the Hooper. Was
1: earlier texting, or did you tweet something about a Lady Shipman uh, songbird something?
0: Yes, I I asked asked. what uh, the wind parlay between those two might pay.
1: Oh, really? So, um, I'm going to go on record and say that Lady Shipman's going to lose. We have Lady Shipman as a two-slow horse um, and the seventh choice in here. So... um, and we don't even have Stonecastic wow. as the top choice. We we have Catching Fireflies as our top play in there. So um, I think that's a dangerous, dangerous kind of play. All right.
0: Well, and, and assuming uh, the race stays on the turf, uh isn't even in play. And I, I actually noticed because uh, I had tweeted out about uh, the prime power advantage for the pizza man, and uh, you guys aren't a, a fan of his either.
1: Wait, what race is the Pizza Man? In?
0: He's in the twelfth on Saturday at Gulfstream, the Gulfstream Park Turf Handicap. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, we have Pizza uh, Man is too slow at four to five.
0: So some opportunity there for those uh, looking to beat uh, who will be extremely big yeah, favorites. Uh, I mean, Ed, I would w- think will be three to five, and the Pizza Man probably the same <laughs> or lower
1: what do you want to do? You want to subscribe to a technology that's proven to have long shots and so profitability, or you want to go back and look that says, you know, so-and-so has a really high single final figure and you should bet him at three to five. And it's just, it's just not the way we approach racing. I mean, the, the tool has been built for value and we'll lose more, you know, a lot more races than we'll win. But when those hit, Significant enough value, so that's why we call them the value plays. I think for the Pizza Man, perfect example. Sure, he's a logical choice, but we integrate what we think the odds will be. And for us, for the odds, there's no value.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, anyone who plays the races, whether you're a win better or multi better, beating uh, these not only beat, I mean odds on that's beating them is great too, right. but. When you're dealing with no names like Lady Shipman and the Pizza Man uh-huh.
1: uh,
0: on a Saturday, those are the horses who take casual money. They're the horses people include just because, yep. and, uh, you know, they lose. And, you know, Songbird, Leslie kind of the top of the show. Certain, I mean, you agree she's the most likely winner on the day, sure.
1: period, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. think She's a deserved winner, but it's like saying, well, um, you know, we think Denver's got a good shot. We love Denver. And we love Denver so much that we're going to look, take Denver at a pick'em. So, uh, you know, there's not a tremendous amount of logic behind that. Sure, Denver's got a shot to win, but as a pick'em bet, you know, it doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense if you're if you're getting even money or whatever. So, yes, yeah, Songbird looks to be able to stretch it out, but the Pizza Man and uh, Lady Shipman look look to be two very vulnerable, less than even money shots.
0: And, uh, you know, they, they don't all have to win anyway. Even even if you say they, 80% chance to win all three, uh, for all three to win, that's even money. So, uh, you
1: right. know,
0: the, the, the odds say take a shot somewhere. The value plays help you determine and give you confidence of where to take that shot. So what
1: are you saying me, it it be one be to two is, is what you're saying, Ed? Are going to be one to two each? Uh,
0: I think Lady Shipman and the Pizza Man will be three to five each, and then Songbird will be uh-huh. one to ten.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's what I think. So, so you, should
1: we'll like, you should get back. What happens? We should get back like uh, three to two on the parlay, or, or eight to five on the parlay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to have some fun with it. I mean, it's just one of those you follow along, and you know, Prime Power says they they tower over the field, but like you said, that's Uh, that does not take into account value. It's definitely more a a speed rating thing. And in these types of races, everyone can see the the speed the horses have had in the past and the class they've run in. Uh, I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in integrating the the value plays into uh, my multi-race wagers especially. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, uh, especially uh, in that late pick four that ends with the Don. Beating the pizza man, I think, is uh, is a huge component. So um, yep. if you're able to do it, you know, yep. he'll be a big single. So, all right. Well, follow Danny Duck on oh, Twitter. Yeah. uh chimes in with some no said. Uh, spot plays here or there. Uh you going to be able to be around on Saturday to check in on these horses or no?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Hit me up on Twitter at dannyzuck.com, and I'll be firing back.
0: All right, sounds good
1: appreciate right. uh, Danny's time.
0: We'll do. Appreciate uh predictive forms information and if you're on the uh podcast homepage, uh have some links to the PPs and such on there, so check that out. Check us out uh in 2 weeks we'll be oh I will be live from the fairgrounds we'll discuss the risen star stakes uh 50 point races on the road to the derby. That's it for now from here. Good luck.